Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Book Blither, Fact, Fiction and Fabulousness. This month our theme is mental health as it is Mental Health Awareness Month. We will be speaking to Miss Brady from the PE department about her favourite books and also I think she's going to talk a little bit about what the PE department is doing to promote mental health and we're going to review an excellent graphic novel called The Sad Ghost Club. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show! <laughs> Mrs. McCarthy and I are absolutely delighted to be joined by Miss Brady from the PE department. So welcome. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Really thank excited you. to be here. Thank you for coming. We've actually got you here under two guises, so we are going to ask you all the kind of book-related questions that we normally do. But we also know that you are starting a project with the first years, and we wondered if you could tell us a wee bit about it, please. Absolutely. So we're actually really excited. We have managed to secure funding to provide every first year a copy of a book that is named The Power of Sleep, mm-hmm. which has the kind of idea of basically educating the pupils over how they can get a good night's sleep mm-hmm. and we've also accompanied it with a sleep journal that they're going to need to track and get signed by their SL teacher every mm-hmm. Monday to make sure that they are understanding it and also to see the progression if they have read the book then do they actually notice the changes that they're making in their mm-hmm. kind of day-to-day habits whether they're actually getting a better night's sleep so mm-hmm. yeah it's really exciting. Oh, that's a brilliant idea and you allowed me to read out from the book to the first year classes that have been visiting the library in the last couple of weeks and one of the things I found out is that the bit that sort of regulates your emotions in the brain doesn't finish in developing until you're in your mid-20s. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I know I was reading it there's actually some really interesting things as well that I had like absolutely no idea. Mm-hmm. Also I had no idea that if you sleep less it makes you hungry. Oh does it? Uh-huh. All the hormones and stuff like that, uh huh. So it affects appetite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh huh. Affects everything. You know, one of the things I've been encouraging mm-hmm. the first years to do is that whatever they find out, to try and share it with whoever's at home because Absolutely. the book's so new and the science is so new that I think there will genuinely be things yeah. that people don't know about. No, uh-huh. I, yeah, we totally underestimate how important sleep is. Like, I really feel like if I don't sleep at all, and I think as well, just with like smartphones and you spend so much time on your phones, like it affects your sleep so much. So I think, yeah, I know, especially from a sporting uh, perspective mm-hmm. as well about your recovery and that gives your body the chance to rest especially if kids are going to extracurricular clubs and mm. sports outside the school and then coming and doing PE and stuff like that as well it's actually so important that mm. they get their sleep every night to make sure they're giving their body the chance to recover as well so it is it'll be interesting for them I'm excited for it well, I'm looking, looking forward to it first year you said you were doing yeah, it first I'm year. definitely going to ask them I'm like right guys tell me a bit more about what you're reading <laughs> but um, before we do start off it's I think a good plug to be able to say that one of the things that to do you talked about screens Mrs McCarthy mm-hmm. but reading before you go to sleep at night can be a yes, great way to switch absolutely. on uh-huh. so hopefully one of their sleep positives so fingers oh, crossed yeah. excellent so hopefully we'll see a bit more of that in the diaries mm-hmm. absolutely all right, shall we crack on with the questions then? Would you like to yeah, kick us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, so what book are you reading just now then? So the book I am reading just now is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Mm-hmm. It's actually the co-founder of Nike and it's a basically about how Nike was created. Mm-hmm. And it kind of identifies like his struggles and he created Nike through a love of running and he mm-hmm. couldn't find a shoe that supported mm-hmm. his feet when he was running. Right. And it is that idea of basically takes him through from when he had the first initial mm-hmm. idea all the way to like Nike being this multi-million pound mm-hmm. company wow. that's global wow. and it's really good I've not finished it yet but it's, it's really really interesting mm-hmm. oh do you know nice to be able to sort of see the evolution in the journey because I don't really think about how these things start yes yeah, I don't same. think anyone does no. <laughs> and then you realise like the resilience this guy has had is mm-hmm. actually extraordinary it's amazing mm-hmm. been through so much and his journey over I think it was like Japan he went to mm-hmm. or China to try and get a, someone to make the actual shoe mm-hmm. and everyone was just like no sorry and then he just like kept going because he just needed this shoe from your run and now 
the guy is a millionaire. Is it, is it so? Is it autobiography? So he did he write it himself, or is it like a ghostwriter? It is him that wrote it. Oh, wow. yeah. uh-huh. So it's a memoir, but it's really really good. Oh, wow. I, I do like an autobiography. Like, <laughs> this is really good. It is. It's really interesting. Yeah, perseverance. I know, genuinely. Uh-huh. So we wondered then: is there a book that has changed your life? So this question I found quite hard, but I also like it. Mm-hmm. I think the way I've looked at it is more that a book that really, really inspires me mm-hmm. is the way I've kind of took it. It is called High Performance and it's Lessons from the Best to Change Your Life. Mm-hmm. And it's by Jake Humphrey and Professor Damien Hughes. Right. Now he has a podcast. During lockdown and stuff like that, when I was going walks, I was listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and it's quite hard to keep up because he was bringing like new ones out every week and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they have basically um, created a book that has the nine lessons that you need to learn to mm-hmm. have a high performance mindset in life. Mm-hmm. And it basically takes you through them. And I just find it so inspiring. Mm-hmm. When did you read that? Was it recently or? When- I got it for my Christmas. Right, okay. So it was over the Christmas holidays and I thought it was actually quite a nice time, like mid probation year, yep. getting a little rest. Was ready to then once I'd finished it after Christmas, I was like, I am like fully ready to immerse myself <laughs> back in school life. Now. That's good. That's but good. it's also I like about it as well because it's split into the nine different lessons. Mm-hmm. I've actually found myself picking it back up certain nights mm-hmm. and just like reading a wee section of it yeah. because there's always something that if I'm needing like a little creative sprout in my brain, then there's always something for me to learn from it, which I really really like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love books that you can read, is it? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's a very very good one to do as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the book that changed your life, or, um, or inspired you. What book are you planning on reading next? What's on your, your reading list? Over the past couple of years, I would say, see, since going to uni and having to read journal articles mm-hmm. all the time, I totally avoided reading fiction books and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I really like reading books that are going to teach me a lesson. Mm-hmm. However, I'm quite keen to go back into reading it. And I've saw so many people now, this is terrible, on TikTok, and it's Colleen Hoover or Hover. Oh, yeah, I think I just read something by her. What's it called? Just by it me. Ends With Us is the one that I really want to read. She has two, two books. I can't mm-hmm. remember for the life of me. It has a blue cover. I know someone recommended that book to me as well. Actually. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. talking about yeah. it. Yeah. So I feel maybe there's my chance to start. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like someone recommending a book to me. Yeah. And knowing that if I trust the person, I'm like, well, if they liked it, then the chances are I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's next on my list is to try and immerse myself back at reading fiction again. Oh, that's brilliant. And mm-hmm. you know, TikTok seems to be full because book talk and book, mm-hmm. tons of recommendations. One of my first years has come up with a tiktok maybe read it display oh, wow and it's all based that's on cool. like, all these kind of teen fiction books that have become popular through tiktok mm. so it's great to hear that that's kind of going right through uh-huh it's actually been so good i mean you learn mm. loads on tiktok yeah. but when that started coming up i was like i'm actually going to start taking note of these yeah because i really want to try again and see i mean i might not like it but mm-hmm. i also might so it's worth a shot isn't it yeah, yeah. let me know what you think of it because it's on I my list too uh-huh. i, <laughs> I want to know what someone else thinks of it. that'd be interesting but yeah so I know that's what you're hoping to read next, but we wondered what your earliest reading memory was. I had been a dancer forever, started when I was three, and that has been my whole entire life mm-hmm. growing up. Now, when I must have been about five, I got a book that was called The Magic Ballerina, mm-hmm. and it was by Darcy Bustle, mm-hmm. and it basically explores this little girl, and it actually turns out there's 22 books in the collection, and I have read all 22 of them <laughs> as I've grown up. It, um, and it was so nice because I could almost relate and dream to be like this little mm-hmm. girl in the book and that has always been I actually remember it forever like going to bed and it started out that my mum would read it and like primary one and stuff and I wasn't mm-hmm. very good at reading and then as I grew up we started getting a bit harder as well mm-hmm. which was really really good and then yeah until I was must have been about primary four oh, and wow. it was just my dream to be a ballerina after that. Were you inspired by 
the were you inspired by her or did you read the books because you were a dancer already my mum bought the book because I was a dancer right. and to be honest I didn't really like ballet mm-hmm. and but I had to do it <laughs> so I think that was where the thought process from my mum came from and then as I was reading it it's like well I now want to do it then I ended up loving ballet so I was like it's the work oh wow that's a nice book series that changed your life yeah that's actually a good point see the power of books I just wanted to be the little girl in it it was like my dream and you know that's quite a long time to because from primary one to primary four that's yeah. quite a long time to be with a series it was really book. really good honestly mm-hmm. kids nieces mm-hmm. recommend last question we have this is my favorite one what is your what's your favorite book of all time ever my favorite book of all time is called good life good vibes and it's by vex king he is a mind coach now this was a really good time in my life i think that's why i love it so much it was the start of the very first lockdown mm-hmm. i had just finished so i was in third year at uni when lockdown started I had just submitted my final assignment and I was like, what do I do now? I had nowhere to go, no one to see. And I hadn't read because obviously I was at uni reading journal articles like so annoying all the time. Mm-hmm. And I went on Amazon and this book popped up and I was like, I'm going to read that. And it basically takes you through her struggles in life but has so much good advice in it. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I honestly will remember that and take me with it for the rest of my life. I think it's like a Sunday Times bestseller, Mm -hmm. but it's a really, really easy read as well, which I really, really enjoyed, but it has amazing. It's all about unlocking your greatness and finding out what inspires you. Mm -hmm. So you then take that and then use it in all the different aspects of your life. I think I think quite interesting that you read that at the start of lockdown because lockdown was really tough for a lot of people. So the fact you're reading something so kind of well sounds really uplifting and inspiring probably would be a good thing to read. It was also point. the beautiful weather as well. Yeah, and that full time. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like out back pretending I was in Spain, and then I actually did like for the full lockdown. Uh-huh. I hadn't read books in a while, and after that, it was like right, I'm finished one book, mm-hmm. let's go start another, and I uh-huh. did consistently read. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I think lockdown did bring a lot of people back to reading. Like quite a few of my friends were, were like that. They were always looking for book recommendations. We started a wee book club and yeah. sent each other books oh, wow. and stuff. But it brought a lot of people back to it because of life is just so hectic. Well, it's still hectic it's now, still but it was just nice to have a chance to do nothing and all you could do was read. I know. Was I do great. sometimes find that like it's such a nice time. See when you're kind of like ready for your bed mm-hmm. and you don't really have anything else going on in your mind to like sit down and read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think making it a habit during lockdown is then something that I've then be able to, like, I now know what I need to do if I want to read that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I can then, like, prepare myself and then I have that half an hour before bed and the phone goes away. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the book comes out and, ah, uh-huh, it's... Honestly, I get a better night's sleep when I read. Oh. See, that, that... Look at that. Come back full circle. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> to the power of sleep and and, and reading as well. I've, I'm, I'm the same as well. I don't know about you, but I'm either audiobook or reading before I go to sleep. And I find that if I don't have my phone with me for about an hour, like I usually just tend to read before and it just puts, puts it's almost easy yeah. into it. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. a little step in the right direction. Yep. Yep. And off you go. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't tried audiobooks yet. Mr. <gasps> Aubrey's a big fan. Oh, yeah, because I know he's been Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, honestly, that took him. He said he actually loves it. Uh-huh. I think he went through every single yeah. one. Uh-huh. And he was like listening on the way to work to that. I need oh. to try it. You're, you're the same. You quit like an audiobook too. My, my thing is I've, I've listened to an audiobook before but not at night because I'm terrified of falling asleep mm-hmm. missing a key bit. But, but you said point. you did say Mrs McCarthy can set a timer, can't you? Yep, yeah, oh, so can you? Yeah, you set a timer for like half an hour. So I usually know that I take about half an hour to fall asleep. So I was like, right, half an hour. And usually I'm just kind of dozing off towards the end and I, still, I can still register this tail end of the chapter. Can't recommend it enough. I'm going to need to try this. Yeah. Go make an account after this. <laughs> Would you listen to an audiobook and read a different book at the same time? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> You're a multitasker. I don't think I'd be. I don't have that capability. Yeah, I, th- I tend to go for 
autobiography or just something that's really light and easy for an yeah. audiobook because um, then I can not zone out but if I miss something it's not I can go back and get back into it quite easily and then I have something else, I have another book on the go. I just love how multiple plates. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. But, yeah. Perfect, thank you so much yeah, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Such an interesting topic. So the sad ghost club, it was, yeah, I love the face you just made. Yeah. Card, I wish everyone could see it because it's, um, yeah, it was a book I read in a single sitting. I think so we, we, always, we always start by summing it up in a single sentence. Yeah. Um, I went short this time. Oh. The first time oh. ever. <laughs> um, right, you go, let's hear your short, short and sweet. What did you say then? I said it was a book about finding kindred spirits. <gasps> Which is the subhead or the subheading of the book, which I love. So yeah. I thought I would just, I don't think I could nail it any better than what the book says. It was, yeah, it was yeah. very much about finding your tribe. Really? Yeah, I think for me, I said a tale that highlights the importance of talking. I think that's that's why I, I took from it that it's always just important to talk and to share things because uh, what's it, what's that old cliche they say it's like a problem shared is a problem halved or something yeah. like that. So I kind of feel that's quite an important message of the of the of the text. That's true. It's a cliche because it's true as well. Yeah, exactly. What do you think of the title then? What was what are your thoughts? Just, well, I love simple book titles mm-hmm. and sad ghost club. I, I was sort of thinking about what each thing meant and about the fact that you know you've got the emotion involved, mm-hmm. you've got this sense of invisibility and no one seeing who you yep. really are but then also community because you've got the word club yep. and I just feel like it did the job that a title should do mm-hmm. which is sum up exactly what the book's all about I think from looking at the title and also looking at the front cover too I wasn't 100% sure about it the first time that I looked at it when you handed it I was like oh because I was like oh gosh is this going to be quite depressing because mm. it's got sad in it but it's really not it's actually the opposite I actually found it really uplifting despite the subject matter which is which is quite serious I also just think that the idea of the club like you said before kind of captures the idea of togetherness which is such an important part of the book I also just think the front cover is just so cute I don't know what it is about the I mean it's so simple <laughs> and it's just like so it based it for the obviously you can't see this because this is not a video podcast but the front cover is basically is a picture of a ghost with like a classic ghost with a white sheet over them with two big, two big black eyes and this tiny little mouth, and I don't know what it is, but it's just so cute. It's like, one of the cutest ghosts so I've ever cute. seen. Yeah, it's probably up there with Casper. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. I just, yeah, it's lovely. Also on the front cover, it says the the subheading, which is find your kindred spirits. So I instantly, I was like, oh, I love a pun, <laughs> love it so much. I really enjoyed that. I think it's worth saying that this is the second graphic mm-hmm. novel I think that we've looked at. So we looked at White Bird, but this was one that we chose because it fit in with mm-hmm. Children's Mental Health yep. Week. But I am, as we said before, I'm not a big reader of graphic novels, Same. but starting to read more and more of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And the style of that one in particular, just what you said, it's, look, it's quite cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's so simple as well. We were talking before we started recording about how quickly you managed to fly through it. I think you said you've read it in a setting, I did it in two settings, but yeah, it was so easy to, to follow and so simple, but really, really powerful, which is what I loved about it. So what about characters? What are your thoughts? Standout character? Just that without without giving spoilers away, you're, you are following a main character mm-hmm. and they are depicted as a ghost and there are people who are not depicted as ghosts. Yes, yeah. So there's a kind of key party scene mm-hmm. in it. And to be honest, my favourite characters were just all the ghosts yeah. in it. And I didn't want to be any more specific than yeah. that. I agree with you actually I said that both characters were quite relatable and in different ways I think is it Sam is the main mm-hmm. so there's Sam and Socks mm-hmm. is it Socks yeah yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was like is Socks the cat no, that's Pockets Pockets, Pockets is the yeah. cat, <laughs> oh, cat. <laughs> yeah also great character too we love the cat I probably liked Sam a little bit more just simply because I thought Sam's probably quite relatable for pupils in, in our care Sam without giving too much away is certainly I think at a crossroads in life and 
I think, well, is he, he or she? I don't know. I it doesn't go. say. I, don't, I, think, and I, I wondered if the author had chosen del- Sam deliberately. Because, yeah, and I, because it is gender neutral, so it could apply to anyone. We'll go with they. Sam wants to do well in school. They want, you know, they need good, good grades. They work really hard. They're always studying. I think there's a part where they're talking about doing an essay as well. And because they want to get good grades so they can go on to do something else like uni and then go on to work. And I think that's probably relatable for quite a lot of, particularly our senior pupils, I'd say, because of the upcoming exams and other things as well but what I really like about that was one of the other characters then says says to them that you know it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't have to be this straight and narrow path it can just be it can be anything you can take different you can go on a different journey it doesn't have to be this linear journey that we expect and I think that's such an important message was it Mrs Paul and I were talking to some pupils about this that you know you have a path in mind but it doesn't always work out that way if I was on the path that I had set out in fourth and fifth year, I would be a pharmacist right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. I would be a pharmacist. I can't imagine that. <laughs> but anyway, oh, but my I feel path... like that's alternate reality. I know, <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> you know, your path, your path can change and there's always a big, there's a big world out there. There's so many different things you can do. You can travel, you can go and you can go and work for a bit and then you can go and do loads of things, you know, and you can still be successful in your own way. It's not just yeah, one way. nailed the core of it, I think, because there's, so much pressure that I think sometimes young mm-hmm. people feel like they've got one shot to yep. do it now and if they don't get it, mm-hmm. that's a failure yep. and that's one of the good things I think about our school is that we do mm-hmm. sort of talk about you know failures just being another chance yep. to kind of work hard and that it's not all one shot mm-hmm. but that pressure I think is such an important part of why children and young people's mental health can yeah. be badly affected because yeah. that's so much pressure to put on mm-hmm. yourself I know that it all just comes down to one moment, one day, one exam. I don't think it does too, you know, you can find your calling, you can find what you what you love in other ways, you know. And I think by pushing yourself out your comfort zone mm-hmm. slightly, which is what yep. the book is definitely about, I think that maybe leads us on to what our most memorable moment yeah. from the book was. What was yours, um, For me, the party. Because I, <laughs> I actually find it quite relatable in some ways, especially post-lockdown. I sometimes find it, like, I get a bit nervous going out places. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm going to see people and do things. And what if I say something stupid? Like, um, so sometimes <laughs> this happens, and the, I think Sam certainly goes through that, and you see their in, internal conflict about whether they should go to the party. But I just love the fact that they go. And, and the moment that they find someone to talk to, and I think it's the moment where you see... I think Sam's in the foreground, but then they see the other ghost mm-hmm. at the other side of the room, and I was like, ah, they found their kindred spirit. <laughs> and the awkwardness that follows afterward, but then turns into something really, really nice and really poignant at the end of the, oh. or towards the end of the novel. What, yeah. about, what about you? It was the same moment. Yeah. <laughs> because it is such, when I say a simple story, I don't mean that it's not got complicated no. or deep things mm-hmm. in it, but really when you list the things that happen mm-hmm. in the book, it's not not that much yeah because it is much more about the connection that you mm-hmm. make and i thought the build-up was really good because like you i think i've had that experience i think we've all had that experience yeah, yeah. Where you're in a social situation and you you really would rather not be yep. and you feel so awkward and i think the book is just brilliant at capturing mm-hmm. that awkwardness yeah but the fact that if you kind of push through it you can break to the other side and mm-hmm. and it has it pays off because it has yeah. great, great a great outcome for for Sam and they feel less alone and mm-hmm. I think that's really important the the fact that you do find someone that you can feel this sense of togetherness with and relatability um, I think I there like. is a sequel as well which I <gasps> haven't read um, so it'd be interesting to right. see where they went they go afterwards yeah I think and just and especially if there's other other characters are involved too that's what I'm intrigued about I think that would be that would be good
I feel like Leeds is really nicely yeah. away with the hard part. <laughs> it's almost as if we've rehe- we haven't we haven't actually rehearsed this. <laughs> We're obviously getting better. Yeah, them, I know. Maybe. I know. So wildcard. Well, for me, the wild wildcard was the email address at the end. I love that. Uh, without giving too much away, a poster is created by one of the characters, and it's uh, I think it's actually uh, just check it. It is called the the Sad Ghost Club. I think that's what the email address is called. Yeah. So was it Sad Ghosts Stick Together? So I was really intrigued. I was like, is this real? So I went onto my phone and I typed it in, and it's real it's a real email address which I love I think is it do you know if it's the author that runs it the author does I think I think she's built up a community oh, now of people who have gone through the same thing and now they've built up this kind of really like mm-hmm. and it's it's I can't remember the number, but I remember reading it and thinking and being very surprised wow. at the, the numbers of the community that are made up. But I know that was a kind of nice touch at the end yeah. you weren't expecting. Yeah, I thought it was just I thought it was lovely as well. And I think it, I think one of the main messages of the book is just to talk if you are feeling a particular way, which is so so important. And the fact that this author, uh, the author is it Liz Liz Meddings, yeah. has gone to the effort of creating this email address for people to get in touch with her for someone to talk to. I just think is so it's lovely. It's just the nicest thing and. I, f- I really wish more people would do things like that. A little small act of kindness, but it's obviously going to help so many people. What's the feeling like you've been seen? Mm-hmm. I think would, you would definitely yeah. get that yeah. from connecting with that community. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. I like that wild card yeah. very much. I know, yeah. I think mine was it was more to do with the style of illustration because mm. it's to do with this book and about the colours in it. So on the front cover that you mentioned, yeah. it's black and white with mm-hmm. touches of yellow. Yeah. And it really reminded me of another book um, that I'd read very recently, Waterston's Children's Books of the Year, mm-hmm. Julia and the Shark, which Dr. Yeah. Dubar recommended mm-hmm. and I bought in for the library. And it's another book which touches on the effect that mental health can mm-hmm. have or ill mental health can have on not just individuals but on families. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a really interesting way of using that kind of palette of colour mm-hmm. to talk about maybe tricky topics and it's just kind of a different way to yeah. access it. I think the yellow is really important because looking at the front cover it is quite black and white and greys but the yellow I think is really important because I feel like in this graphic novel you feel hope and it gives you a sense of hope and I feel like the yellow kind of represents that which and now I'm finishing I'm like oh maybe that's why they've chosen the yellow colour <laughs> but I really I know I say this every month I need to get bit like better chat than this because I'm just like I just love this book but it's such a good book I actually recommended it to I think Mrs Paul and Miss Doherty because they have young people in their lives that they think would really enjoy it and I think getting the message out there about talking and I also think listening is important in this too because it's not just about talking and I feel the characters actively listen yeah people always talk about it's important to talk but it's important to feel listened to as well and if you say something and you feel you haven't been listened to I feel that can can make you feel worse sometimes that some people don't care but being like an active listener and really thinking about what people have said and carefully crafting your responses I think that's a good part key part of the text as well a very very good very good graphic novel definitely going to find the sequel <laughs> did not know this <laughs> this existed so I I'll, wait, I'll wait for my budget to come yeah. down and buy, buy the sequel get it in the library I will be first in the queue put my name down I will be first in the queue for it <laughs> back to our new segment which is what you reading so Miss McLean what you reading <laughs> well what I'm reading is actually the same as what I'm watching I thought I'd keep it nice and simple I am reading a book called One of Us is Lying <gasps> have you heard of it? yes I have yeah <laughs> Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a teen fiction book mm-hmm. and it's a murder mystery. It's a whodunit and it's sort of a cross between The Breakfast Club, if you've seen that yep. before, about the group who nice. of high school students who are in detention, but with murder mystery thrown in because mm. one of the students dies during <gasps> detention and the other four are put in the frame as suspects. And you spend the whole book jumping between different points of view of the four mm-hmm. people who are in the room trying to figure out mm-hmm. who committed the murder and 
just so many twists and turns. Really readable. I actually downloaded it on my... Mm-hmm. I used the school ebooks app and downloaded it on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I've just been glued to my phone for the last two months <laughs> reading this book. And it's just been incredible. How, so have you watched... Have you started the TV show? or we just started it. Right. So I'm interested to see how close I was going to say how... Because I was going to say which... Would be interesting, I'd be intrigued to see which one you prefer at the end. That sounds, that sounds good. Mrs McCarthy, what are you watching and what are you reading? At the moment, I am reading a book called Time by Francine Toon. It's set in Scotland and it's about, uh, it's kind of like a mystery novel. It's about a, a daughter and a father living in rural Scotland and their, the, the mother's gone missing and they don't, I've not really found out what's happened to her yet, but she she went missing and has never returned. At the start of the, uh, the novel, they start to see weird figures about the place. And I, I don't know if it's the mum. I'm not sure yet. But the weird thing about it is when you see the figure and when the figure goes, you don't remember anything. It's really, really strange. And I don't know how it's going to end, but it's good. And I like the fact it's set in Scotland and they talk about like going to Kayleys and things like that. So I quite, <laughs> I quite enjoy that. Is, is it set in Scotland now? Or yeah, is it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, contemporary. Yeah. So it's, it's, pre- it's pretty good. So I'm, I'm intrigued about where it's going to go. Good start so far. And as for watching, so I've been watching Inventing Anna on Netflix. It's based on a true story. Um, is Anna Delvey. So she she pretended to be this very affluent German or Russian German socialite, and she basically managed to con lots of big banks and companies out of lots of money just because she acted like she had lots of money and she was very rich and it's really really good so it's, it's written by Shonda Rhimes who does like Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, all of those shows it has a very scandal feel to it some interesting accents in it but I really really enjoy, I really enjoyed it and I thought it was really good I think it's actually I'm sure it's like number one in the UK for Netflix at the moment but it's worth a watch it's very very good Oh, wow. Is it a series or is it a... Yeah, series. So it's, uh, I think, ten episodes. Um, no, nine episodes, sorry, and they're about an hour each. And each episode deals with somebody that she kind of tricked and conned. And also it's from the perspective of a journalist who's writing about her, so it's a slightly different perspective. And the character of the journalist is also really interesting too because she's trying to redeem herself because things have happened in her past. It's all very complicated, but very, very good. Oh, Worth so. a watch. Obviously, we've been talking about what, what we're reading and what we're watching, but I thought this would be a good time to mention that if you go around the school and look at the doors of teachers, you'll see that teachers are writing on their doors what they are watching and what they're reading. So if you're ever looking for recommendations, just go and look at your teacher's door because I'm sure they'll, you'll find something that you'll be you'll be interested in. I certainly do that yeah, as well. I do that as well. Yeah. I always have a wee look. But it's also nice talking to teachers yeah, about what they're yeah. reading as well. So yeah. use it to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah. yeah, so keep an eye out for your doors. Also, Miss Marks's doors are, are always really good. I like <laughs> <laughs> Give her a wee plug. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Book Blether Fact Fiction and Fabulousness. We really hope that you've enjoyed discovering titles relating to mental health and about all the ways that reading for fun can improve the way that you feel. We'll look forward to you joining us next time. Till then, keep sharing stories.